Good day, HCI learners. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Nine to Thrive HR. In this podcast, we team up with experts and practitioners in the field of HR and bring their knowledge straight to you as it pertains to the most pressing issues facing talent management today. I'm Holly Pennebaker, your host. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a rating. Your rating helps other professionals and talent-minded people discover the program. For this episode, I'd like to welcome Michael Levy. As CEO of Online Rewards, Michael has helped Fortune 1000 companies improve their employee engagement scores through the design and development of award-winning employee engagement and recognition programs. Michael is a frequent speaker at HR trade shows and industry events. He has contributed editorial content on the topic of employee engagement to HR Magazine, CNBC, and elsewhere. Beyond a sense of humor and a very, very Southern accent, think kangaroos, Michael brings a unique and refreshing perspective to driving employee engagement. He has knowledge and expertise gathered across a decade of building employee engagement programs. Welcome, Michael. Hello, Holly. So earlier in 2017, Michael was HCI's featured presenter for the online rewards sponsor webcast called Moving Employee Recognition Practices into the 21st Century. In that webcast, Michael took us on a tour of employee recognition from its early days to the current dynamic formats, during which he shared what's required for today's recognition programs to be successful. So, Michael, how has recognition evolved over the years? Great question, Holly. When you think about the last 10 to 15 years in all aspects of business, particularly looking at HR and employer-employee relationships, we've seen a lot of transformation. The uh, old uh, guard, etc., is being uh, now changed with the the millennials. and so recognition has also evolved. The early days of recognition, very formal, uh, very structured, uh, predominantly focused around what's actually an IRS tax loophole opportunity, which is the you know traditional milestone anniversary every five, ten years, moving away from that towards something that is more frequent, reflecting the duration of time millennials are spending in the workplace, shorter periods of time, to the request and desire and interest in more frequent feedback, uh, continuous communications, uh, and probably sort of finally, you know, the question of assessing and really looking at are those traditional recognition programs uh, of days gone by, meaning the 5, 10, 15 year service anniversary, having the desired impacts or are they more a legacy from prior years that's simply being maintained uh, because it's easier to stay the same and stay the course versus change? And what we're seeing is more and more clients are beginning to you know, question not whether you should have a traditional milestone anniversary approach, 5, 10, 15, et cetera, but should you augment it with some more frequent, particularly earlier in the career recognitions, you know, six months, 12 months, in high turnover industries, you know, one, two, three, four, five, and moving the emphasis away from 
you know, a catalog appears in the mail and you're choosing something from the catalog and that's supposed to make you feel that you're being appreciated to how can we make people feel more appreciated, constrained by budget, uh, but how do we make them feel more appreciated, celebrated and recognized over those periods of time? So that's where we're seeing the transformation. And so is there a relationship between recognition and engagement? An even better question. So what we have seen, observed, noticed is assuming that engagement being defined by tapping into, you know, the maximum productivity of given employees in a population, where does recognition play in a role to that productivity? And I would suggest to you all both personally as individuals as well as when looking at if I'm talking to HR professionals today, their populations, within each of us is the capacity to excel. Uh, no matter what our strengths and attributes are, we all have the capacity to give 10 to 15% more. When we all drove or commuted to work this morning, the first thing that we were thinking about on our way in was not, well, my pay and I want to get a little bit more money. And you know, While those are all relevant things and we have to pay, as Daniel Pink said, enough uh, to keep it off the table, what people are really thinking about on their way in is, do I like the people I work with? Do I like the work that I do? Do I think I'm contributing? Am I being appreciated for the contributions? We would argue that if you want to tap into creating that positivity whereby you're driving to work feeling good about the work you do and the relationships with your peers and the relationship with your manager and that people might appreciate you for the work and contributions that you should do, pay them as much as you can, of course, but ensure that there's an element and an appropriate feedback loop of recognizing and appreciation and you can tap into that incremental 10 to 15 percent that each of us have uh, the capacity to give you know i like to say draw the metaphor in getting you know dressed in the morning looking at yourself in the mirror brushing our hair and making sure we've chosen a nice outfit and as presentable as we can. You know, why are we doing that? What are we looking for in that? We're looking for some uh, building of our self-esteem, you know, seeing ourselves and recognizing ourselves, looking in the mirror. I look good. I'm happy with myself. I'm proud of myself. Well, there's another dimension, which is how do others see us? You know, and, and how do they see our contributions? And in this area and in that vein, you've got, as employers, a significant opportunity to facilitate positive recognition in order to tap into that unrealized 10 to 15% within each of us. And how do you tap into that 10 to 15%? Well, we'll argue uh, not self-interested alone, but in terms of looking at tools that HR and employers might have, recognition is a fundamental enabler to unlock that potential within each of us by appealing and stimulating our self-esteem. So the link between recognition and engagement, direct, insofar as if you want your population to feel good and positive about the work they do, the more, I won't say just frequent, the more authentic and quality the recognition processes are, the more likely you're going to be able to tap in to that 10 to 15% potential that you know each of our employees have. So strong link between recognition and engagement uh, from our perspectives and what we're seeing being done out there. 
It sounds like recognition and engagement sure do go hand in hand, and that the extra 10 to 15% can make all the difference in the world. So what about you? Do you have a recognition program for your employees? Well, I would argue that it's potentially one of the most successful initiatives that we've seen take place in terms of the various things we've done for our employees, and that is to provide a positive environment uh, led by leadership internally that suggests and values the importance of recognition uh, as a tool to engage and motivate and create a positive culture. Uh, while as the CEO, I was a little skeptical uh, on, uh, you know, well, how's it really going to impact and, and is there a direct impact between recognition and a business outcome? You know, because, you know, you're in business, we always want to draw a line between spending any money and, well, what does that money yield? And what I noticed over time is that our employees were recognizing each other, non-monetary consequences, frequently in a heartfelt manner as a way of which appreciating uh, each other for the contributions and help in achieving the overarching business goals of the organization. And it was done so in a uh, fun way. Uh, obviously, technologically, we have a pretty sophisticated and interesting way of managing our recognition platforms, given that that's what we do. But it has afforded us as an organization uh, the opportunity to do the best that we can with our pay. I would not suggest that we're the most competitive uh, payers in the space. I'd like to suggest that some of our employees with their skills and expertise could probably go beyond. But what attracts them and retains them and keeps them in our organization is it's a positive culture. They like their peers. They like to work together with them. They feel that together we're, we're working towards uh, you know, greater goods, those for our clients and for our successes as an organization, and that the internal recognition program that we have in place is helping create and sustain that positive atmosphere. I'll give you a case in point. I won't mention the client, but we have a retail client. They are doing almost 20,000 non-monetary recognition points, you know, per day. How does one put a value on those 20,000 people, sorry, each month, not per day, but how does one put a monetary value on the fact that 20,000 people within that organization are on a monthly basis spending time to recognize and appreciate a coworker? And conversely, those 20,000 recipients of that appreciation would yield an hour's worth, maybe a day's worth of incremental joy insofar as being appreciated in that sense of they like me, they appreciate the work and the contributions that I make, I want to go there and give my best effort. And if you were to put a dollar value against that, and we said it was 20,000 recognitions per month and that that had a value of call it you know, $20, well, now we've got a $400,000 per month return on investment with very little overhead, very little administrative costs, and something that's contributing to the overall long-term successes of the business in that the employees utilizing and engaging in the program are feeling they're part of a larger family and a larger group, and they're working together towards helping achieve that end. Thanks for sharing that story, Michael. 
So what makes your approach to managing recognition unique? Historically, recognition programs were really milestone user service anniversary programs, which were always will provide a uh, you know ceremonial activity event. We'll present a plaque. We'll get the group together, a round of applause, and we'll present them with a gift or an item. And so companies emerged and developed in order to service and support that. They built warehouses and they filled the warehouses with with things. And then they would come to the marketplace, uh, U.S. employers, and they'd say, I have a warehouse full of things. And if you give these things to your employees every five years, you have a recognition program. And of course, we now realize, not that there was anything wrong at the time when those activities were taking place, because some recognition was better than no recognition. But now, you know, here we are, 2017, we're going to have cars that are going to self-drive in the foreseeable future. It doesn't seem that that's really appealing, engaging, or meaningful to, to employees. Well, what is? Well, social media obviously is Facebook and the Twitters and the Snapchats and the tools. And we're walking around with high-powered computers in our pockets every day. And, uh, younger populations, anybody under 40 is probably spending you know, an hour, maybe longer, looking down at that small screen to see what that screen is telling them. So we realize that it's not really about you know having a warehouse of stuff and shipping that to people that defines recognition anymore. Recognition's moved beyond. It's moved into areas where it's about authenticity. It's about frequency. Uh, it's certainly about deliverability in terms of getting uh, recognition uh, into pockets, i.e. onto smartphones and native apps and technology. And certainly there's a, a role for rewards but other rewards, the toasters and the kettles and the coffee machines and hair dryers, you know, of days before, or other rewards more creative. Sure, those things might be options. Certainly, we've seen a, a huge growth in, in the application of gift cards. They're really a stored payment device, so it's a type of monetary award. But maybe there's even further creativity, career development, and you know, a PTO. Uh, training, access to additional incremental tools. And where we're different and unique in the market is if the tangible rewards are what's wanted because the population decides to choose that in their recognition program, then so be it and let them have those. But if there are options and alternatives for different types of awards, that align with the company's values and fit financially and operationally and can be deployed then those are what should be the rewards. And thus our approach is to you know, move away from recognition as defined by some monetary equivalent item presented at a years of service milestone and into something that is more applicable and appropriate, relevant for today's employees uh, who are, again, uh, brought up with Facebook and social media, all highly uh, engaged in their mobile devices and the kinds of interactions they're having. Let's make sure that our programs and our concepts of recognition reflect how the market has moved and orientate towards that. All right. Thanks, Michael. We'll let that thought take us to the end of today's episode. So, Michael, thanks so much for being our guest today. Pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity, Holly, and thanks everyone for listening. 
Of course, we also appreciate each and every listener for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed your time with us. You can find HCI on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on the YouTube channel HCI Talent. For a complete rundown of recent HCI podcasts, visit hci.org and then click Explore at the top of the homepage. From there, find HCI podcasts by clicking the Listen button located on the right side of the page. So for all of us at HCI, thanks for listening.